In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Have I told you lately, Jesus is coming. Any moment, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for His church. Now, in light of that, God says in His Word, we ought to be different people. This hope ought to be a purifying hope in our hearts. We're taking our time walking through this final chapter of Revelation. It's the last page of the Bible, and I think it deserves uh, our deepest thought, our greatest attention. Surely we ought to do that with all of Scripture, but when you come to the closing climactic word from God, uh, this ought to especially give us pause. We've noticed in Revelation 22 that there are three occasions where the Lord says He's coming quickly. The first is in verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And so uh, we studied the opening verses of Revelation 22, and we learned something about where we're going. We're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be with the Lord. It's not a place we're looking forward to. It's a person. The second occasion is in verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. And so on the second occasion, we discovered not only where we're going, but what he's bringing. He's bringing rewards. Notice that in each of these occasions where the Lord says he's coming, there is a word of application to us. This is not theoretical. This is not just some story. This is not just some idea. No, this is deeply practical. If you can talk about the coming of Jesus Christ, the end of the world and eternity, and it not affect the way you're living today, then something is desperately wrong. And now we observe the third occasion. It really is at the, the end of the chapter. It's found in verse number 20. It says, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. And then John writes his Spirit-inspired response. I hope it's yours today. Even so come Lord Jesus. So we've come now to the second half, if you will, of Revelation chapter number 22 because in this second half of the chapter, we discover something about what we ought to be doing at this moment. Not just where we're going, not just what He's bringing, but what we are to be doing. There should be an urgency to our lives, a divine urgency. Are you urgent today? I didn't ask, are you busy? There's a great difference between busyness and urgency. The whole world is busy, but that doesn't mean we're busy with the right things. Remember when our Lord Jesus Christ came to earth the first time, He lived His life purposefully. Never, it seemed, in a hurry. Oh, the pull of people, the pressure of what was going on around him, and yet it seemed that there was a, a methodical, purposeful, uh, definite way that he lived his life. And from the very beginning, what did he say? I must be about my father's business. I say again, there's a difference between busyness and urgency. So though you may be very busy today, you could be busy with your own agenda, or you could be busy with what others want you to do, but to live a life of urgency is to live a life on the divine frequency, in step with the Holy Spirit, 
urgent about what God wants to be done. And so it is my conviction that this, this truth that the Lord is coming. Oh, by the way, could I point out when he's coming? The Bible says, surely I come quickly. Any moment our Lord is coming. So if our Lord is coming, if that time is drawing nigh, what should we be doing with the time we have left? Well, it's my conviction that this is the time for us to be doing what God has left us to do. So let's start in verse 14. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Let's begin here today. If we're going to talk about what we're to be doing, here's where we must begin. This is the time for obeying. And do you hear the words, blessed are they that do His commandments? Now in Scripture, obedience is always connected to blessing. That doesn't begin at the end of the Bible. That starts at the beginning of the Bible. Uh, That started with God's instruction to Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh, It is especially the theme of God's dealing with His chosen people, the children of Israel. When they obeyed, God blessed them. When they disobeyed, God cursed them. So if we want God's blessing, we must live lives of obedience. But obedience, while it extends to every area of life, begins in one place. Do you know where it begins? It begins with our obedience to the gospel. Most often when we talk about obedience, we're talking about uh, reading our Bible, praying, uh, gathering with God's people for fellowship, witnessing, giving. Uh, Our mind immediately goes to those things that ought to grow out of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Uh, But I want to show you from Scripture today that obedience doesn't begin there. Obedience always begins with our obedience to the gospel. Uh, let Let me show you. Back up in your Bible to the book of Romans. Romans, of course, that great doctrinal treatise on salvation. And Romans chapter 10 is famous. Uh, It holds for us that great verse, verse 13, uh, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But if you come down in Romans 10 to verse number 16, it says this, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. You see, our obedience must begin with our obedience to the gospel message. You don't begin by trying to obey all of his other commands or obey all the other truths given in Scripture. I fear that in too many churches, there are people trying to obey the other commands who have not obeyed the first. And what is this first? That we're to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. The obedience begins with who Christ is, with what Christ did, with our response to the gospel message. Again, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 8 says this, In flaming fire, when the Lord comes, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the reason people don't know God is they've never obeyed the gospel. Dear listener, have you obeyed the gospel? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Uh, Is it possible that we have the religion without the relationship, that we've learned all the motions and mechanics of Christianity without knowing the very person of Christ ourselves? Oh, dear friend, be certain that you have put your faith in Christ and Christ alone for your soul's salvation. Nobody else can save you. No, No church can make you ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. And again, 1 Peter chapter 4 
Verse number 17 says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Do you hear it again? In Romans, in Thessalonians, in 1 Peter, obey the gospel, obey the gospel, obey the gospel. And then you come to 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. It says, and this is his commandment. Would you like to know his commandment? That we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Oh yes, there are many commandments, but it begins with this command, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you obey that command, then that spirit of obedience continues uh, the evidence of the Spirit continues in your life in your desire to obey Him in all the other areas. But you can't obey Him in the other areas until you have obeyed the gospel. That's why this emphasis on what we must be doing begins here. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to enter in? There's only one way to make ready, and that is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.